morning, church. Would you make your way to the front? We're so glad to have you this morning. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we want to start this worship set today by reading from Psalms 100, which says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It says, give thanks to him and praise his name. Can we do that today, church? Can we celebrate the grace and mercy of Jesus? The whole reason we're here today. Would you stand to your feet and join us as we sing?
His name is Jesus. Yeah, that's His name today. Swing wide, oh heavens. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. On creation, everything with breath repeat the sound. Oh, His children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Oh, swing wide, yeah, swing wide. Oh, you heavens, let the praise go up as the walls come down. Oh, creation, everything with breath, repeat the sound. Oh, His children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus, yeah. Victory, all praise 
will rise to Christ our Christ our King 
exactly what this is it's declaring victory Jesus said this is my body that was broken for you eat it in remembrance of me this is my blood that was spilled for you drink it in remembrance of me this is a covenant right here a promise from God that says we will forever have the victory now listen it's just a wafer and some juice get hung up on stuff. Are you with me? But what it represents is remembering that promise, is remembering that we have victory, is remembering that we have a God of revival. Are you with me? Because we don't have to live in a place of defeat. We live in a place of victory. Amen. So take a moment. Sit with the Lord. Bring your heart Leave all the other stuff behind. The fear, the doubt, cynicism, bitterness. Lay that at the feet of Jesus and declare victory over it this morning. Amen? Amen. Come on.
feel the Holy Spirit moving? Isn't your body awakening? Aren't the, aren't the chains breaking off right now as you speak? Come on, Jesus, man. There's more Jesus. That's what we need, more Jesus. Not just today, but as we go out the rest of the week, we need more Jesus all the time. We need to be in community. Uh, I always mess this up, so I, the Holy Spirit takes me all the time. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I know. Let me bring you back in. <laughs> well, my name is AJ, and what I do here is I'm AJ. So. And I'm Sarah, um, and... It's, it says to introduce what you do in the church, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say. So we just do some stuff in the church, so there we go. <laughs> um, so thank you for those of you that are online joining us for online church. Um, we appreciate that you're taking the time out of, you know, busy lives to join us online and to just watch the service today. And we hope that it'll bless you. So we're going to go ahead and continue with our worship with our tithes and offering, which is a huge part of worship, right? Sometimes people think that, oh, the singing on stage, that's all worship. But um, there's so many ways that we get to, that we get to, to yeah. show our worship to God. And um, tithing is one of them. There's different ways to give online. You can give um, at the Church Center app. And if you're having problems accessing that in the building, um, we appreciate you being able to go home and remembering to do that. Yeah. So that's good. Exactly. Um, Living Stones TV, the Bible app. Um, in person, we're going to have our ushers come up to the front in just a moment um, after AJ shares our verse. And then there's also in the back, there's a give box that has envelopes if you'd like to um, put your tithes in there as well. Yeah, so it's out of the AMP version, uh, Proverbs three twenty-seven through 28. It says, do not withhold good from those whom is due its rightful recipients, right? When it's your power to do it, do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and I'll and tomorrow I'll give it, when you have it with you. So it, this is a verse that if you have it now and it's on your heart, do it now, right? Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it as today. So. And um, something that God's kind of put on my heart this morning, because I always like to let him, you know, choose the Bible verse, but um, sometimes God stirs us in different ways, right? And so just the fact that we get to tithe, right? That, mean that, that means that God has given us something, and are we deserving of that? No. Like, does he need to put a paycheck into our bank account every month? He doesn't need to. But he does that for us because he loves us and he cares about us and he wants to see us um, be successful and have the things that we have. And so um, I get to give him 10% back of what he's already given me, right? Like that 100% belongs to him. 
And so he's just saying 10%. Like, that's what I'm asking for is 10%. God, you know what? It all belongs to you. So if all you want is 10%, here you go, have it. And thank you for allowing me to keep the 90% and to do 100% of what I need to do with the 90% that I'm keeping. So that's just kind of what's been on my heart is that I get to. It's it's something that I get to do because I could have nothing and I would be able to give nothing, but I get to give him back what's rightfully his. So we'll have the ushers come up, and then we'll go ahead and pray. Thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you, Lord, for uh, a church building, a church that we can come and gather, Lord. Thank you for worship. Thank you for letting us to worship, Lord. Let us have breath in our lungs to worship you and understand that you're our portion every day that we need to take in, Lord. I pray that uh, we're ble- this, this tithing's blessings will bless the community, Lord, as revival happens here in French Valley, Lord. I pray that all the stuff that comes in goes out, Lord. I pray that we break the rule of the 80-20. I say we do the 90-10, right? And that's what I want to do. I want to see that in this congregation, Lord. Thank you for today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, and so welcome. If this is your first time here at Living Stones, we are so excited to have you. Um, for our VIP guests, um, there's a connection card in the back, kind of like behind the little sound booth area. And you can come and see me after service, and I would love to give you a gift from us to you. Yeah, youth is starting back up this Tuesday. At Where Mama are you at? Do we have any youth? Youth in the house. Where are you Okay, at? we got two. Is that all we got, oh, two? Sam. Oh, leader. Sam's. He's excited about it. This Tuesday at 7 p.m. at Mama Jen's house. Yep. And then um, Sisterhood is back this week. I know that where are ladies at? Woo! Yeah. Um, So we are meeting this Thursday at 7 p.m. at our house. And so um, get on the Church Center app, and then the address and all of that information is in there. All right. Next Sunday, April 10th, after service, will be Bike Day. What's that, what it is, the CMA is going to be here, and we're going to have a uh, grill out for them, and they're going to be able to have a booth here on Sunday. And if you, like, ride, like, a bike, like, with, like, pedals and, you know, that kind of stuff, that's fine. You can bring that, too, and you can set it oh, next yeah. to the motorcycles. But <laughs> if you have a motorcycle, that, that would be super cool if you got to bring that. And, um, can I get one? Can I get a motorcycle? No. <laughs> you can borrow Pastor Justin's. <laughs> you guys can, like, stand on each side of it and <laughs> pretend like it's yours. Okay. Um, Okay, good. Yeah. So I'm not recommending anybody goes out and purchases a motorcycle for this event. Okay, so please don't hear us. <laughs> don't hear us wrong on that. Okay, um, good. And then next Sunday, no, not, not next Sunday, next Sunday CMA, but the Sunday after that, which is going to be the 17th, is Easter Sunday. Anybody excited about Easter Sunday? Yeah, what a good on. day, right? That's a good, good day. A good, good day. Um, So we're going to have service here at 10 a.m. Come celebrate with us. There's going to be a huge Easter egg hunt, um, family photo ops. We're going to have Tacos Al If you've been around for long enough, you've had their amazing tacos, but they're going to be here, and um, you can purchase lunch. um, Invite your friends and family. It's going to be an amazing day in the house of the Lord. Before we end, I just want to know, next Saturday, 8 o'clock here, we're going to be gathering as a community outreach evangelist type of thing with Pastor Justin, Pastor Keith. And we're going to go into community, pray over, and pass out flyers for Easter service. And who knows what God's going to lead us to and who we're going to pray over. So Yeah, yeah so meet. Um, if you're interested in doing that, meet in the parking lot here at the school at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. And um, wear walking shoes, right? Don't, like, put on your best high heels and, you know, to traipse around. So, yeah, and we're going to be going out into the community. So that's an awesome way to get out and to just pray over the community and do that kind of stuff. Follow us, stay connected throughout the week at livingstones.tv or Facebook or Instagram. We're always on there. 
And um, if you haven't gotten an opportunity to be a part of a group or a team, um, this morning it was awesome because this was already set up because uh, they didn't have school. It was spring break. But um, serving and building the house together is so powerful and so meaningful. Also tearing down the house and putting it away is also so powerful and meaningful. Um, I would just encourage you that if you're not feeling connected or you're kind of feeling disconnected, there's nothing like, you know, being able to talk and be in community with people as you're tearing down or setting things up. So um, I would just encourage you to be a part of a group or a team Um, Every Sunday, 8 a.m., we meet here at 8 a.m., and we have a team rally, and then we get things set up, and we can always use more help, right? Many hands make the work light. So please be encouraged to to be a part of that. You can find all this and more on your church center app. And we're going to welcome up Pastor Justin. Put your hands together. And we secured the stage this week. So the stage is secure. He will not be falling through anything this week. Want to test it? Make sure it's good. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Who's excited for today? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I am pumped for Easter, you guys. So pumped. It's going to be amazing. Um, And on the other side of of Pastor Sarah, I definitely recommend you go get a motorcycle. That would be awesome. But uh, if you don't know how to ride, I would be happy to teach you, and we will go do it together. I'll help you buy a motorcycle, whatever we need to do. We'll make it happen. But, um, But definitely invite some people to church. Easter is one time a year along with Christmas where people are willing to do it so if you've been nervous or scared this is the week to invite them to church you're like okay I can do this because most likely they'll say yes or they're going somewhere else already or whatever but you can be excited for them so invite people to church for Easter goodness gracious I don't know what is going on with our Facebook but I am not able to see anybody's chat. So all of you that are watching online, I love you. Um, if you want, you can go to our interactive site. I can see that because I see Dorothy's on there. The Haydens are on there. Um, so thank you guys for being there and being a part of everything. But if you want to be a part of that, you can get in the, the Version Bible app. Pull out your cell phones. Get in the Version Bible app. Go into the More button. Click on Events, Livingstones Church. And there's a link right there that says Interactive Church. So if you're watching online, click on there, chat on there. I will see that. Um, and so I can talk with you and, and love on you while you're, while you're watching. Where are my paper Bible people at? Do we get some paper Bibles in the house today? Oh, we got some paper Bibles. I still think Sarah holds the title for the pretty. That's a pretty Bible right there. Look at that, Pastor Sarah. That is blinging. Wow. You got to step up your Bible game. That's legit. That's legit. Got some electronic Bible people out there? There we go. There we go. Good, good. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. There you go. Come on. Get it. He's getting it. He's like, I'm already on the Bible app. I've got it right here. Because all your notes are right there, Pastor Justin. So good. So I, 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 brought, I brought this. Let's see if I can get it. There we go. Yeah, this, this was a, a gift for me for my birthday and I was so excited. It was, it was given by you guys for all of you that, that gave into that to get me some tools. And I was so excited to use this. I, I took it out to use it on my car. And I put the battery in, right? It's a battery-operated thing. So I put the battery in, and then I went to turn it on, and it didn't turn on. I was so bummed. I was like, dude, what the heck? This brand-new vacuum. What did I do wrong? What was it? The battery was charged, perfectly charged. It worked great, right? But... How many men in here, like, directions are optional? 
Yeah, it's optional. Like, I opened all, I mean, there were so many tools I got for my birthday. I'm opening all these things. All the directions went in a box that went in recycling. It's wonderful, right? And, and so I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? I can't figure it out. So, of course, I go to YouTube, and, and he says, hey, make sure you keep your directions and read this part of it because it's really important. It won't work unless you do this. And I was like, oh. And so there's, there's this thing inside of here that if you don't put it on, it doesn't work. Oops, I'm breaking stuff. There's this thing right here. It's already dirty. That's, that's how you know I used it. What is that called? A filter. If you don't put the filter in, it doesn't work. I was like, oh, there's got to be a filter here somewhere. Where did I put that? And then, so I put that thing in there, and it started right up. And, and I was like, wow, that's all I needed to do was to put the filter in. And today's message, go ahead and tell the person next to you, is called the Jesus filter. The Jesus filter. Sometimes God has to speak to you through dirty things, you know what I'm saying? And make, make, make it all work, make it all happen. Who's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10? Good. Let's read that together. I'm actually reading from the New King James for this one because uh, I like the way it said it. But in verse 10 it says, For we are his works, workmanship. Somebody say workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word today. God, I thank you that you're going to speak to us. God, I thank you for directions that we can read and learn how to put our tools together. And so God, we just ask, Lord, speak to us today. Open our hearts. Take us to a new place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You were created with a purpose in mind. Did you know that? You were created with a purpose in mind. You were created to do something specific. You are not defective, and you're not here by accident. Now, oh, I could feel some people disagreeing with me, because maybe your parents said, well, we didn't mean for you to happen. Anybody? Anybody a surprise baby? Adam, I'm not surprised that you're a surprise baby. That's awesome. We got some surprise babies around here, right? God was not surprised when he created you. He created with purpose. Now, I know for some of us, like, like myself, I, I was not expected. My mom had me at 19 years old. She didn't know which of the three guys she had been with that month, which one of them was my dad. I had three different last names from when I was born because we had to figure it out through paternity tests. And then you grow up with that, knowing that in the back of your mind, that you were not on purpose. I was an accident. You ever feel that? I know some people feel that. You, you might have been on purpose from your parents, but you still feel like you're on accident. God, why did, why did you pick me? Why me? I, you could have, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm useless. You know what? This tool, which is awesome, and I love it. Thank you very much for those of you that got this for me. This tool is awesome, but it's useless if it doesn't have all the parts. It's useless. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And for some of us, we've been functioning in dysfunction for so long that we don't even know that we're missing pieces. Are you with me today? Come on, somebody. Here's point number one for my note takers. Do I have some note takers out there? Let me see those notebooks. Got some notebooks in the house? Good. Got some note takers. Here's point number one. I will read God's instruction manual to discover my purpose. Gosh, I'm so grateful he left this here and we didn't throw it away with the recycling. Are you with me? 
right? Because all the answers to life are right here. Does anybody want to be successful in business? Do I have some business people want to be successful? It's right here. Instruction man. Who wants to have an awesome marriage? Who, do I have some single people that want to find an awesome spouse? Right here. Instruction manual for life. It's all right here. And everything that you need to know about life is right here. Every success book I've ever writ, read, written, shibbitabop. Amen. Oh, that's called speaking in tongues if you're not aware. But No, I'm just kidding. Um, every success book I've ever read, I could find the same principles right here. Same principles right here. Every single one of them. Sow seeds. If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. How about that? You can take that to work tomorrow. Right? Come on, somebody. I will read God's instruction manual to discover my purpose. God gave us his word to guide and direct us, to speak to us, to give us instruction on who we are, who he intended us to be. He gave it to us to help us understand our dysfunction and how we need his filter in order to discover our true purpose. Is anybody with me still? Come on. Because I just want you to know, God left us his word so that you could always get encouragement. You know what's encouraging? Read the book of Job. Anybody doing that bad right now? Are you with me? You read the book of Job. Uh, Chelsea says her favorite book is the book of Job. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's like so depressing. Why would you... That's your favorite book of all of them? I mean, parting the Red Sea or knocking out a giant. Like, that's not, ex- it's the guy with boils and sores that gets you excited. Oh, my goodness gracious. But you know why she says she likes that book is because God saw Job and knew that he could handle it. And you know what? When she's going through hard times, when you're going through hard times, when I'm going through hard times, God knew that you could handle it and respond well and give God glory in the middle of despair, in the middle of difficulty. He trusted you. That's what she loved to read about. He trusted Job to respond well. Some of us, it's hard to look at our shortcomings, our circumstances, difficulties, and give God praise. Are you with me? It gets, it gets more and more difficult as you go along. As you grow with the Lord, the, the things that happen are harder and harder. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Verse 5, God decided in advance. Somebody say advance. Wait a minute. So God decided in advance uh, let's, uh, to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and gave him great pleasure. So before you ever served at church, before before you, you ever were nice to somebody, before you ever tithed, God chose you and said you were worth it. Before you even know what good and bad was. Are you with me? This is how much our God loves us and has purpose for our lives is that he decided before you even took your first breath, before the accident happened, that was you. Are you with me? Before it happened, he said, nah, this is mine. This is my daughter. This is my son. 
in whom I'm well pleased. I'm so excited that they're coming to the earth at this time in, in, in history. Are you with me? Chasing me there. I know Sarah's probably like, that is an OSHA problem right there. You were going to trip over that. Thank you. Safety, Sarah. I appreciate that. Just felt your prayers. Like, move that. Move that. There's nothing that you did to earn God's love. You know what that means? That means there's nothing you can do to revoke it. There's nothing that's irredeemable. Are you with me? Like, you, you can come back to Jesus and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. And he says, come here, I got you. Are you with me? It doesn't matter where you've been. That's what I love so much about God is that he gives us his word to remind us what redemption looks like, to remind us that he loved us before we even thought to do that sin. He loved us. You know, I was at the gym this week. I know you can tell. I went one time, and it hurt me so bad I didn't do anything for two days. And Chelsea laughed the whole time while she went to the gym again and again. Show off. But anyways, she, she talked me into it because she took me to the other gym that has the hot tub. I was like, well, I guess I can endure that for the hot tub. I'm, you know, anybody with me? There's nothing you did to earn God's love or approval, and there's nothing you can do that will separate you from his love. He thought about you from the beginnings of the earth, the very beginning of creation. He was thinking about you and how he can't live without you. Isn't that awesome? Here we are thinking that we're less than. This is the final one for less than. Are you, you like this series? Have you enjoyed it last six weeks? This is the final one. And we've been living this less than life thinking that we're not worthy. How many people don't feel worthy? It's okay to admit it. We don't feel worthy. I, I have to admit to you, every time I step onto this platform, I don't feel worthy. Are you with me? Some of you heard um, a couple weeks ago when I let the church know that, that God blessed us with a, with a publisher. Right? I, I, I've been wanting to write books for five years, been writing out all these things, and and thinking like, I'm not worthy, I can't do this. This isn't. Every time I pick up the pencil or pull out the laptop to start writing, I'm like, ah, maybe it's just not me. Maybe I'm not good enough for this. Some of you are feeling that about where you're at in your life. And you're like, I just don't deserve this. And I'll tell you what, when that publisher said, hey, I want you to be one of the five authors that I mentor. He had just met a hundred and something different people who went to a class just an hour before. And here I'm sitting going, why me, God? You ever feel that? You feel unworthy? Listen, God said you were worthy before he, you even thought about yourself. He said you were worthy. You were worthy of his son's death. I got to be honest with you. If I had to choose between you and either of my sons, it's nice knowing you. Like, I love you. But if I'm sitting there like, like old school Spider-Man and I've got, you know, rope on each side and I can only save one. I'm picking my son. I, I mean, I love you. I do. I would do anything for you. Except that. Like, I don't know if I could do that. And before you were even thought of, before the beginning of the earth's creation, he said it's worth it. He didn't even question it. He said, I'm going to pay the price because I know they're going to need me. I know that. And I need them. Are you with me? That's how much your God loves you. That's why you're not 
worthless. That's, not why, that's why you're not less than. You see, when we're functioning without the filter of Jesus, things just start to get ugly. You know, even if that vacuum did work, it would have been really bad. Because all that junk would have went straight into the motor, and there goes that birthday present I just got. Praise God, they put a little safety thing in there that says, hey, idiot, I know you didn't read the directions, so I'm going to make sure that this will not work. Are you with me? See, God did the same thing from the beginnings of the earth. He said, I'm going to put a filter in there because I know you're going to screw up. I know that you're going to try to function without Jesus, and it's going to mess up your life. So I tell you what, I'm going to make sure there's a built-in safety that you're not going to mess it up. Are you with me? From the beginnings of the earth, he knew he had to pay the price. How many people need to have their Jesus filter on? Come on, we all do. We all do. We all do. Point number two, I will seek to be developed in my true purpose. I will seek to be developed in my true purpose. You see, it's important first to discover, secondly to develop. Once you know you're missing something, and that's why it hasn't been working the whole time. Are you with me? You've been trying to function without it. Every time you try, you're just like, see, I'm just a worthless tool. Every time I try, it doesn't work. Does this sound like anybody's conversations this week? Are you with me? Every time I try to do the right thing, nothing works. It seems like everywhere I go, everything goes wrong. Where's your filter? Because the Jesus that I serve says that if you love me and seek after my purposes, all things come together for good for those that love me. So all of a sudden, if I put my filter on, and I look at my situation. Now I can't, I guess I can see you through that little hole. Right? If I look at my situation through the filter of Jesus, all of a sudden my situation looks different. Because a minute ago, it looked like everything was against me. It looked like God didn't love me and he didn't hear me and he doesn't know me and he doesn't care about me. Because if he cared about me, he wouldn't have let that thing happen to me. Are you with me? But all of a sudden you look through that, through that filter through that filter of Jesus, and you start to see that there's a plan that he's going to use that. Maybe he didn't want that to happen to you. Does anybody in here not have free will? Listen, everyone hold their breath right now. See, you got one that's always going to breathe. See, see what I'm saying? I could not make them stop breathing. Are you with me? Everyone in here has free will. That means all of a sudden, if you get a, a, some crazy bug that crawls up your shirt and you smack your neighbor... Are you with me? No one here could have stopped it. That means that someone else's sin will affect your life. But it may not affect how you see it. How many people in here have experienced church hurt? You've been a part of a church and you got burned and you got hurt and you were angry and bitter. Listen, I'm just as guilty. I've felt it. I've experienced it. And you know what happens when you experience church hurt is you lost your filter. Because all of a sudden I'm going, wait, I, I thought my pastor was going to be my filter. I thought that church leader was going to be my filter. If, if, you know, I'm, one of the books that we're going to write is, is, is called Popping the Christian Bubble. What, what vocational ministry is really like. 
Because I've had so many people tell me, oh, I just want to be a pastor like you. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you. If your job is stressful to you and you hate it, you're going to hate what I do even worse. Because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Because all of a sudden when, when I think about Jesus and he's sitting up there on that cross and, and everyone's mocking him and spitting at him and putting a crown of thorns on his head and, and, and saying, if you're really the son of God, come down from there. And he's like, I know I could. But if I don't pay this price, then you, you arrogant little punk, are not going to get into heaven. So i got to do this for you because I love you, even though you hate me. Are you with me? As a pastor, if anything goes wrong in somebody's life, you know whose fault it is. Mine. It gets to be my fault. Are you with me? They prayed, they believed, and it didn't happen the way they thought it was. I told you, I didn't tell you it was going to happen exactly the way you thought it was. His ways are higher than my ways. Are you with me? He knows what his plans are for you. You're the, it's us that say no to him all the time. I don't like it that way. I'm going to do it different. Anybody? Come on. Oh, he gave me this opportunity. I remember talking to this kid in church, and, and he says, no, I just can't find a job. I can't find a job. I can't find a job. I said, how many of the places around your house did you apply to? Well, none. Well, no, of course you can't find a job. He's like, yeah, but I want this job to because I'm going to be a pro golfer. So, so I want to work at this golfing place, at these different golf, and none of them will hire me. I said, well, why don't you go get a job at, like, Subway? He's like, Subway? What does that have to do with? I said, listen, I, I humble, you humble yourself, and you say, God, lead me, and I'm going to walk through every door that you open for me. And when you start to walk through that next door, maybe it's Subway, maybe it's Burger King, maybe it's McDonald's, but you walk through that door because God opened it for you, and you don't know who's standing on the other side of that counter. You don't know what he's going to do next. You don't know what kind of connections you're going to have. You're like, listen, I'm trying to do something with my life. I don't have time for church. Do you know how many connections are in this one place right here, right now? I guarantee that we can get anything done just by looking at the people in this room. We can do anything. There's nothing that can't be. There's enough talent sitting in these seats that can change the world. Come on. This is the way that God created us from the beginnings of the earth. Every single one of us has purpose. You're not an accident. Are you with me? Come on. And what happened to you doesn't have to be who you are. The decision that you made in a moment of weakness does not define who you are. Are you with me? Because God says that you're so much more than a conqueror. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Are you with me? He, 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 he set aside his son for you. And when you don't see yourself as valuable, what does that say about his son? Oh, man. We're, we're crossing over from humility to self-deprecation. We're, we're, we're leaving that place thinking that we're being humble, but we're really being selfish. No, no, no. I, I just look down on myself because, you know, it uplifts everyone else. I've had a lot of people say that to me, right? I like to make a lot of jokes about myself because it does. It helps, helps bring the walls down for other people to realize that we're all normal people. But do I really think that I'm worthless? No, because I know what he says about me. Are you with me? There's, that's the difference. I understand what it's like to feel worthless. 
But at the same time, that's when I take my filter off and I'm not functioning the way God intended for me to function. I feel worthless because I'm not seeing myself through his lens. I'm not seeing other people through his lens. When people mess up around you and you're like, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that. They're so rude. I, oh my gosh, I've, all I've ever done was love on them and this is what they give me back. Are you with me? Then Jesus, what would he say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I know that you love them, and because you love them, so do I. So do I. Is anybody with me today? You doing all right? Is this an okay finale to the Less Than series? James 1, verse 2, says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I think we need to read that again. Maybe we should read it together. Faith comes by hearing, and no, no better faith is when it comes out of your own mouth. Are you with me? Let's read that together. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, opportunity for great joy. You know, the words that really jack me up is this one and that one. Troubles, sure, no problem. You know, like, hey, hey, I get a flat tire. Hey, I got a spare. No big deal. Like, we'll figure that out. But any kind, like, I don't know if I want to sign up for that. Are you with me? Like, troubles of any kind, consider it great joy. Any kind, any kind, like the ones that are unjust, Lord, any kind of trouble. Like, I didn't deserve this kind of trouble. This isn't my fault. Why am I paying somebody else's dues kind of trouble? Any kind? Any kind? Oh, that's just not fair. Was it fair that the only sinless man in all of eternity was crucified? Was that fair? No. But it was the only price that could be paid so that you and I could have freedom. Are you with me? It's the only price that could be paid. And if that's the truth, then we need to live as if it were worth it. Are you with me? It's, it's time, like, if I, spiritually, I just want to come out and just pull every lid off of every head in this house. I'm too shy. Says who? Did you come up with that yourself? Did mom and dad tell you that? Did your school tell you that when you were growing up? He's shy, she's shy. Who told you that? It reminds, me, it reminds me of when Adam and Eve are hiding in the garden. And God, of course, because he doesn't know, right? Where are you? Like I can see your toes sticking out from under the bushes, bro. This is your first time at hide and seek and you stink at it. Are you with me? Where are you? He's not asking where they are physically. He's asking where they are mentally. Because he knows they're jacked up already. When they come out. Well, we thought we should clothe ourselves. We thought we should do this. Who told you you were naked? Who told you that you wouldn't amount to anything? Who told you that you're not good? Who told you that you're less than? Because I didn't. God didn't come and tell them that they were naked or, or that they needed to cover themselves. I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you you were worthless. I didn't tell you you were shy. Oh, my goodness. What if, what if all of a sudden, instead of we putting labels on people, come on, how many different books are there out there that you can read that will give you a label? 
Oh, I'm this kind of person. I'm that kind of person. I fit in this kind of box. Who said? Who said? That author? Like, listen, I know those books are awesome, and there's a lot of great stuff that you can learn about yourself and grow yourself, and I've read a ton of them, okay? I love those types of books. But when it all comes down to it, what did God say? Like, I might be able to identify myself as something. Come on, this is what our world is in right now. What do you identify yourself as? It could be any one of these 150 different things that possibly could be. No, listen, when I read this book, it says he created man in his image. Man and woman, he created them. That's who you are. Oh, man, I know, I know. This is Southern California. You can't say that stuff. You can't tell the truth because if you tell the truth, it might hurt somebody's feelings. Somebody's watching online right now, and they're getting their feelings hurt. I love you. I love you. Listen, if you want to learn how to identify yourself, you go and put your nose in this book right here, and you ask God, who am I? Because he created you. No one knows you better than the one who loved you from the very beginning before you ever breathed, before you were ever confused, before you ever started making bad choices. He, no one knows you better than he knows you. And so are we going to live to our full potential because we seek the one who made us? Listen, without directions, this was a giant paperweight. Took up space in my garage doing nothing. Because I didn't read the instructions. How many of us don't pick this up except for on Sunday? Are you with me? Just being real. Just being real. Saying, God, who do you say that I am? God, what do you want from me? And when he says, hey, I want you to go to the store and there's going to be this guy and I want you to tell him you love him. What? Why would I do that, God? That's crazy. I'm going to look like a lunatic. He created you. He knows that your breakthrough is on the other side of your obedience. He doesn't, it, God doesn't put this, like, this is what I hate about church a lot of times. Yeah, the pastor hates church sometimes. Are you with me? Anybody hate church sometimes? Come on, somebody. Like, like I hate church sometimes. You know what I hate about church is this, 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 instead of becoming an instruction manual to help you know the love of God, it becomes a rule book. What I say goes. That's not the heart of the Lord. If you read through that thing, that's not, then he's not trying to put restrictions on you. He's trying to set you free. He's trying to set you free. The restrictions we've already put on ourselves by the lie to think that these are the restrictions. Is anybody hearing me today? Goodness gracious, I could do this all day. Come on. The only problem is i got to go watch the Oilers beat the Ducks today. So we got to stop somewhere. Are you with me? I know, I'm going to get text messages if they lose, so it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm still a fan, and it's going to be what it's going to be. Are you with me? <sighs> Don't you, oh, my Lord. Lord Jesus, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We're going to have crucifixions after church today. <laughs> Duck fans on this side. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The school approved it. It's going to be fine. I had to put in, you know, notice for it. I said, it's only Duck fans. They're like, oh, okay, okay. Hmm. You know, I was, as I was sharing with uh, some friends last night, 
I don't know if they're watching right now. Let me, let me see if anybody's got on the interactive site and is talking to me. I want to see if anybody's talking to me. Still Dorothy. I love you, Dorothy. She says, preach it. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. <clears throat> but as I was sharing with some friends last night, I, I hate when I'm asked, like, how did you become a pastor? Because I'm like, I'm not the poster child for how to become a pastor. Just not. I said yes to Jesus over and over and over again. That's it. Well, what school did you go to? What education did you get? Did you have to serve a certain amount of years and a certain amount of time to become a pastor? No. I just said yes to whatever he put in front of me the next time. That's it. Oh, it's too simple. That can't be it. Do you want to see what your full potential is? That's a question you can answer if you want. You know, you don't have to. But does anybody want to see what their full potential is? The answer is to say yes to what Jesus says next. If Jesus says go, you go. Jesus says stay, even if you want to go, you stay. Are you with me? Come on. I, I, I sat under leadership in a church for five and a half years, and for three and a half of them, I knew that it was being run on honesty, dishonestly. I knew where the money was going, and it was dishonest. I questioned whether or not I should tithe because I knew the money was going to the wrong place. But instead of going off of my feelings, because I'm angry at this person for doing the wrong thing, I said, God, what do you say? He said, remain in me. So I'm not tithing to this man or this church. I'm tithing to my Lord Jesus Christ. And as long as he tells me to stay, I'm going to stay. Three and a half years. Kept wondering, what's the plan in all this, God? You know what's so great about dysfunction? When you get to see dysfunction, you know what not to do. I learned so much in three and a half years of what not to do. It was the best education I could possibly get. Are you with me? Sometimes God asks you to do something you don't want to do so you can get to where you actually want to be. Anybody hear me? I'm so passionate about honesty, especially in finances in the church, because I saw how dishonesty functions. Are you with me? I, I loved sitting with our rooted groups. Where are my rooted groups at? I love sitting with my rooted groups and, and sharing about tithing and money and what and why. And I said, hey, whatever questions you have, you want to know my salary? You want to know where things are? You want to know how, where the money goes? You want to know how it all works? Just ask. It's okay to ask. Are you with me? But at the, at the end of the day, I want you to tithe because you learn why, not because of how I steward it or what we do with it. Are you with me? You learn to tithe because you learn to trust God. When you sit and trust God and you say, God, you know, I'm not gonna, here's why I'm not going to tithe because they're dishonest. And churches are dishonest and all churches are. So that, that's why I'm not going to do it. No, that's not why you're, you're going to do it. The reason you're not going to do it is because you're selfish and you're afraid that it won't work. Are you with me? Oh, that hit a lot of people. I apologize. That's not in my notes. That's a freebie. You don't even have to pay for that one. Are you with me? Listen, I'm telling you the truth because I care about you. And if you don't exercise your faith, you will be anemic spiritually. You will not be able to function. Your muscles, your faith muscle will atrophy. And the slightest little thing will knock you off kilter. You ever feel like, oh, man, it seems like no matter what I do, I get knocked over. I go to this church, I go to that church, I go listen to this pastor or that pastor, and then I get knocked over again. 
What is the deal? Why is it this way? Do you maybe think that it's not the church or the pastor, but maybe it's you? Maybe it's an issue with me that God keeps putting me under crappy leadership. Oh, and some people just got offended. I said crappy in church. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's okay. There's a church down the street that doesn't say crappy. (laughs) Honestly, I want you to see God for who he really is. And I want you to know that you're powerful in him. And that's why the enemy doesn't want you to hear it. That's why all of a sudden you get sleepy at this time of church. I I can't, if, if he hears this, if she hears this, if they actually believe what the Bible says, man, they'll change the world and I can't have that. Are you with me? Oh, we are at war. Proverbs 16.9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. It's important we remember to put on the Jesus filter. That without it, we truly are less than what our true potential would be. You're not going to function. And even if you do function, maybe, maybe yours is in a brand new vacuum. Old vacuums, if you don't put the filter on, They'll still work for a minute until something gets in there and you hear that, that sound of because <laughs> all of a sudden junk got in. When we take that filter off in our lives, it seems like all the junk gets in. Listen, you're meant to help clean up messes. We are, all of us. When I look around, I see a lot of people with messes. And when you look at this stage, you see a person with messes. We clean messes. That's what we do. A lot of us, we're afraid to clean messes because we don't want to hear the clank, 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 clank. If I get involved in somebody's life, what if they hurt me? What if they burn me? I remember having a friendship before, and I remember what happened. Oh, I'm setting people free today. If you're listening, you're going to be free. You're going to be free to be able to have relationships again because all of a sudden you put that filter on, all the junk can come at you, and it's all just going to end up at the bottom of the bowl. There's no clank, 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 clank. Are you with me? Not at all. All of a sudden, when you're functioning with Jesus, you're like, hey, listen, I got my filter on. I can handle anything. Give me your junk. Give me your junk. You can't handle it? Listen, I know why you can't handle it. It's because you don't have a filter like I do. I'm not better than you. Jesus is what makes it to where I can handle this junk. You can handle it too. Let's get rid of the junk and then put the filter in and then give it a try. See what happens. All of a sudden, you carry more things than you thought you could. You're like, wait a minute, every time I ever tried this before, within seconds, everything was breaking down. Now all of a sudden, life doesn't look any better. It's still just as dirty. There's still a lot of garbage to pick up. But I tell you what, it's affecting me a whole lot differently. Because I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things are added to me after that. Are you with me? Woo. Some people are probably excited I'm getting rid of this series, huh? You're like, dang, this has been like, boom, hit me over and over and over with this. It's all right. You're going to be okay. Tell your neighbor you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. I got my filter on. I'll pick up your junk. I feel like Jesus has a warning. He's saying that without me, you can't do anything. You know, it's like when you look on these things, sometimes you'll see the, the warning label. It's like, don't, don't use this in the shower. <laughs> Makes sense. Don't do life without Jesus. 
Did you hear me? Those people watching online, did you hear me? Don't do life without your Jesus filter. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you don't know how to put the filter on, you call somebody that does. My filter's so messed up, I don't think it's redeemable. Now listen, we got this. Come, his blood washes all things and makes them brand new. You don't have to, you don't have to walk around with that dirty filter anymore. Are you with me? Man, one youth. It's amazing. All of us are walking around with dirty filters, huh? Here's point number three. I will put on my Jesus filter before deploying into God's purpose. The reason you're afraid to take on more is because you know you can't. You ever feel that? You're like, oh, it'd be really great to go and help the kids down to Mexico, but I just, I don't have any time. I can't do it. Too busy. My question is, did you ask Jesus about that before you made that decision? It's just a question, just an honest question. Because I'll be honest with you, in my humanity, and some of you know me, but in my humanity, I know that I can make three times the income with a tenth of the stress of building a church. I know that in my humanity. But you know what? If I don't ask Jesus, it's not going to be fun. Has anybody ever sought after mammon instead of Jesus? Did it end up well? All of a sudden you lose your family, you lose everything around you. You sold your soul for the dollar bill. Come on, i got to be honest with you, sitting in that corporate office, overlooking the whole city, standing up while I'm on my phone, right, on the little earpiece, looking over it, and I was depressed. You know I was depressed? Because there's very little purpose. Anybody could sit in that same chair and sell the same software that I was selling. But you know what? I sat up there and I said, Lord, there's got to be more for me than this. Just tell me what to do. I'll say yes. You want the most dangerous prayer in your life? That one. Give God permission to actually be the Lord of your life. Not just a bumper sticker. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Like, really? Because I don't think he would have approved on you flipping me off when I drove by. Come on, somebody. When we give God permission to be the Lord of our life, all of a sudden, our life isn't ours anymore. That means our feelings have very little to do with our purpose. But this hurts, God. This hurts me. I don't like subjecting myself to people who are going to hurt me over and over and over again. Does anybody feel that? We're so busy protecting ourselves from being hurt that we can't live on purpose. How many dead people are walking around just waiting to be put in the grave? Because they're afraid to say yes because of pain. What if if they take advantage of me? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I get screwed? Put the filter on and say, God, Wherever you lead me, I'm willing to go. What if it pops in your mind Ukraine? You're like, that's a war zone. I have a family. I don't know. What if he says, go down to the mall, talk to those kids that are on their skateboards. Tell them I love them. 
I don't know. What if he says, get up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Go serve at that church full of hypocrites. I don't know. I don't know if I want to subject myself to that again. What if he says, see that woman over there? That's your wife. I don't know. What if she rejects me? She's out of my league. I don't think she'd ever want me if she really knew me. Come on. You put that filter on. You say, God, wherever you say to do, I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden, watch your life light on fire. I was telling our team this morning, you know, I, I told you guys about the book deal that we got, right? Pretty amazing. I, if, you, if you think about it on Wednesday, pray for me. I've got my first session with the, with the publisher. So we're going to talk about what, what book's going to be written first and how we're going to do it and put it all together. Pray for me for that. But one other thing that happened in Florida, I went to, this is how spiritual your pastor is, right? I couldn't get into the class I wanted to write a book. So I picked the next class. You know what the next class I picked was? The one serving Chick-fil-A. I didn't care what they were teaching. It was like, whatever, that's the class I wanted to go. I don't really care about the rest of them. Which one, which one can I get a free lunch? Spiritual, just so spiritual. So spiritual. Are you with me? Ended up in that room. Chelsea was so embarrassed because it, it was a software thing, and, and I, I went to school for software engineering, so I was kind of bored, to be honest. I, I ate my Chick-fil-A. It was very, very good. And then, you know what happens after you eat lunch? And you're bored. Chelsea's like, you're being so rude. They gave you lunch. Like, dude, you can at least listen. Ah, oh, I know what they're talking about. It doesn't matter that much. <sighs> Sat in there irritated and kind of like, okay, yeah, it's SEO, yeah. Search engine optimization, okay, whatever. There's this couple sitting there next to us, and they're like, hey, how does, how does this software apply to college students? Like, we're a college ministry. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to get every, every 40-year-old man that's, that has a pornography issue. I don't need to get people with all their marriage issues. Like, I'm just trying to reach college kids. Over, that's, and all through the meeting, this lady raised her hand. How does that, how, how does that work for college ministry? How does, it, how does it work for college ministry? Like, I don't see how this is going to, like, you're going to give me all these people, but they're not college students, and I'm trying to reach college students, and how's this going to work? And Because I'm so spiritually sound, right? I'm annoyed. I'm like, this lady keeps asking the same question. I finally raised my hand, and they said, yeah, what, what's your question? I said, actually, can I answer her question? And they're like, sure. I said, why don't you partner with another church in your area? Like, find another church in your area that's big and could take all those other things and tell them, hey, we're specifically college ministry, and we'd like to minister to college students, but this software reaches everybody. So we would like to have you guys use the software, and then we would ju- when you ever get a college student, just send it to us. And she looked at me like, I never thought of that. Something to my mind was so simple, but for her it was like breakthrough. Right after we were done with that lunch that I really didn't want to be at, I just wanted the Chick-fil-A. Are you with me? I wanted to be at this other class. I was depressed that I didn't get to go to, which God already had set up to do something better. But as I walked to the front of the room, a gentleman approached me and he said, hey, um, I work for this company and, and uh, I, I'm going to be out in Anaheim in a couple weeks. Would you meet with me for lunch? I said, yeah, sure. Let's exchange numbers. So I connected with this guy just this last Tuesday. And we sat down. 
And I, I start sharing with them what you all do, how amazing you are, and what we do as a church. And he says, listen, I knew there was something about you in that class when you answered her question so simply, so easily. She said, I, I knew you were an innovator. And he, say, he said, listen, I have a group of 40, 40 of the fastest innovative churches in, in the nation. We meet once a month, and I would like for you to be a part of that so that we can use that. I'm just sitting here looking at this going, I'm not worthy. A book deal, I'm not worthy. To be a, one of the 40 fastest innovative churches in the nation, I'm not worthy. But when you say yes to Jesus and you look through that filter, it'd be so easy to say, no, nah, man, I just have a set-up, tear-down church in the middle of French Valley, and I know you don't, don't know where that is. But instead going, okay, Jesus, if I can add value to this group of people, maybe you've got a plan in it. Are you with me? Sometimes it's a big thing moving in the right direction. Sometimes it's a big thing moving in what seems to be the wrong direction. But as long as you say yes to Jesus, it's going to be good. Are you with me? It's going to be good. I'm trying to make good on my time. There's a large group of people here um, that were a part of a, a church down the street that ended up closing down during COVID. And we had the honor and privilege to link arms together and call each other family. I got to be honest with you. When I was asked to take over this church and I saw they had their own building, there was a part of me that was pretty excited. I'm like, this is the only Christian church in French Valley that has their own building. Like, wow, God, you would give that to me? I was pretty amazed. And then as I dug deeper... I found out it was going to be the worst business decision possible. All of a sudden, as I looked through the paperwork and looked through all these pieces, some of you that are part of that church didn't even know this. But as I looked through all those pieces and I saw this was a train headed over the tracks and into the ditch. And I was so grateful that I didn't go to Bible college and instead started my own businesses. I was so grateful that I could look at some books and look at some numbers and look at how business was conducted to be able to say, this is a bad business opportunity. And I remember being so mad at God. Why would you tease me with this, Lord? We could have our own building. I'd have my own office. This, I mean, right next to the gym, I might actually go. <laughs> and I said, God, did you ask me to do this? And this, this will be inappropriate, so I hope you enjoy it. Did you ask me to do this because I'd have the balls to say yes or because I'd have the balls to say no? And I felt like I was saying, listen, all these people don't know that the train is going over the tracks. But you do. And you can lead them. That was some of the hardest months of my life after that. Because I had so many people angry at me. My own church. Pastor, God gives you a building and you say no? Oh, you don't even have real faith. Like, what's wrong with you? I had to sit through those conversations. Then I had to sit through conversations for the people who are currently in the building and tell them I'm getting rid of it. And have them go, 
what? You want me to build a church in a school when we already have a building? What? It didn't matter if they understood or not. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They might be mad at me, but maybe they're just mad because they're not going to be comfortable anymore. I've got to be honest with you, I don't want a comfortable church. I want people who actually step out in faith, who actually go out and test Jesus at his word. Well, God told me to go talk to this person. I was scared out of my mind, but I did it, and this is what happened. And it led me to this, and it led me to that. Are you with me? Because all of a sudden we have a real church. Most of us want that. We just don't know if we want it for ourselves. Like, I want to be a part of a real church. I want to be a part of people who have faith. I want to be a part of that, but me stepping out, that's a whole different thing. I don't mind if the church does that, but me, listen, you are the church. You are the church. I've been preaching this before it was cool when everybody got kicked out of their buildings. I said, it's not a building. That's not the church. You are the church. You are the church. You are the church. You are the church. We need to build you. I need you to know what it means to step out in faith. I need you to know what it means that every time you hear that clanking noise, it's because you took the filter off. You stopped seeing it through Jesus' eyes. I'm not perfect, and neither is anybody in this room. It means we're going to fail you. That means sometimes my junk is going to get sucked up into your vacuum. And if you don't have a filter on, you're going to be mad at me that that thing made you go clank, 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 clank. Are you with me? You can blame me all you want, and I'll take it. Because I know God called me to do this. And I have my filter on. So feed my junk back to me, that's fine. But I'll tell you what, I'm not quitting on you, and neither should you quit on yourself. Are you with me? Jesus has not quit on you. He's not given up on you. He cares about you. He loves you. And he wants to see you see your full fruition. Not when you're 85 years old. He wants you to see it right now. Now you're like, wait, I'm 86. What, what does that mean for me? <laughs> Just means right now. Don't miss another minute. If God tells you to do something, just say yes. Just say yes. The only reason you're afraid to say yes is because you think you're less than. I'm not worried. I can't do that. If I asked you to come up and step on this stage right now and share your testimony, who many people would be scared out of their mind? At least you're honest. The ones you didn't raise your hand, you're probably the ones that really don't want me to ask you. <laughs> but here's the thing. What if God asked you to come up here and share what you've been through so that somebody out here or somebody all across the world watching on one of those cameras could know that they could have hope? Because if she can make it, so can I. If he can make it through that, maybe I can too. Are you with me? Man, this could go on for days. I apologize. I love you. I'm going to skip those other verses. Sorry, tech team. I'm so far behind. You guys can read them. They're in the, they're in the Bible app. You can go through and read it. But I'm going to go straight to the last one, Ephesians 1, verse 6. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Verse 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. 
verse 8. He has showered us, showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. Verse 10. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Verse 11. Furthermore, because we are united. Somebody say united. United with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. You've already won. There is no battle. You've already won. Oh, my goodness. We were talking about, I don't know if they're watching, but we were talking about um, somebody uh, reaching out to us. What, 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 what country was it from, Sam? Kenya, Kenya. That they're like 12 hours ahead of us or something. I said, man, you got to call that guy and get the winning lotto numbers. Like he's already living in tomorrow. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. But here's the thing. We already won. We're already living in tomorrow. The price was already paid for your debt. You're done. You're free. Now, how will you use your freedom? Our country is in a very fragile place. Very fragile place. And I know that taking stances like I have this morning have the potential to break that fragile place. But I think that it needs to be broken in some ways so that it can be restored the way it's supposed to be with God in the center. I don't think it's best to tell people to take the filter off. If you don't want a filter, you don't have to have a filter. I mean, I could tell people that. Maybe they'd clap for it and think, hey, I, I could just be me. Being you by yourself is the problem, not the solution. When you die to yourself, this is what the Bible says, and I will preach the Bible as long as I have breath. The Bible says that you can get through this with Him, not by yourself. If you've been doing life by yourself, you know, because you're hearing the clank every time you try. I turn it on, it works, but it seems like it's going to break every time I try to use my life. I wish I had ordered 150 filters for you to take home just as a reminder. Put it on your mantle to remind yourself I need to make Jesus my filter. I need to see my life through his lens, through his eyes. And when you do, all of a sudden you don't get mad at that person anymore. You start loving them even more. Going, ah. even if they've been going to church longer than you. Does that hurt any feelings? Somebody might have been going to church longer than you. It doesn't mean they know Jesus. They might even raise their hand and walked up here three, four times, give their life to the Lord, but they didn't actually give it to Him. This could hurt feelings, but I would say that probably upwards of 80 to 90% of the American church does not know Jesus. They know church. And they like church because it's encouraging. And there's people around them that will encourage them. But they don't know Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what. This church is going to be thousands of people one day. 
And I care more about them knowing Jesus than enjoying the festivities. Festivities are awesome. I can't wait for tacos on Easter Sunday. But I tell you what, that's not what it's about. If the tacos brings them in so they know Jesus, fire it up, let's get more tacos. Are you with me? But here's the thing, it's all about Him. It's all about Him. It's not advancing yourself in a different, different scheme of things. Listen, you don't, if you're coming to church so you can advance yourself in, 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 a, in an organization, leave. If that's your only reason to be here, leave. I have people get mad at me for saying stuff like that. But I mean it. If that's your only reason to be in church today is so that you can be a part of something, leave. I want you to actually know him. If you know him, you won't just be a part of something. You'll be an important part of something. Because all of a sudden, it'll be one of those things like, I can't not be there. I have to be there. What if somebody needs to hear my story? What if, what if I can encourage somebody in the middle of their distress? What if God used me every, oh, i got to wake up with him on my mind. i got to put my filter on when I first wake up in the morning. Are you with me? Because God wants to use my life. He loves me so much and he loves them so much so I have to go. I can't stay here. That's why I want to see so many people. And listen, if you don't get there this week, next week, the next month, it's okay. Get there though. Don't stop. Don't quit. If you don't believe in yourself, come hang out with me and my pastoral team. We believe in you. We believe in you. Because if God saw it worthy to put breath in your lungs today, then we believe in you. And I got tattoos on my face. We believe in you. I don't care. I don't care what you smoked last night. Just being real, God can use you. But I've, I've had one broken marriage after another broken marriage after another broken marriage. How could you use me? Did you get some experience? Sound like one of the most experienced people in how to fail at marriage. Awesome. Somebody's going to need to know that. Are you with me? But as you seek first the kingdom of God and you see him move in your life and you just keep saying yes after yes after yes, you're going to watch him do things that you didn't think you could do. I never thought I'd be standing on a stage in front of people saying the word crappy in church. But here's Jesus putting this crazy kid up on the stage week after week. And I tell you what, one day we will see thousands. There's no question in my heart. No question in my mind. God already promised it. It's done. It's finished. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But I want it to happen with you, not without you. I want it to happen because you grew in your leadership. You grew in your faith. Oh, my gosh. When you start to learn how to tithe, when you start to learn how to lead, when you start to learn how to love, all of a sudden you're going, ha, there's no other way. This is the way we have to do it. Are you with me? And when people are around you and you're going, gosh, like, how, why are you so joyful? Why are you so excited? Why are you so fired up? Because listen, I got my filter on. I know Jesus. I don't leave home without him. I got my filter on. I see the world through his eyes. Oh, you want to see an awesome world? It's the same world you live in through a different lens. Are you with me? The world doesn't change. It's still garbage a lot of the time. There's a lot of people I'd love to give an earful to. I, I pray that our president is watching online right now. That he knows he's loved by Jesus. I pray that our governor is online right now. And he knows he's loved by Jesus. 
I don't care how many stupid decisions they make. And listen, I believe they've made a lot of stupid ones. It's just my opinion. It's just an opinion. It's not, it's not gospel. Are you with me? It's just an opinion. It's, it might suck just like yours, okay? But here's the thing. I know that Jesus loves them. I know that Jesus loves you. And I know that Jesus loves me. And if we can function without the dysfunction, all of a sudden, watch what kind of messes we can clean up. You want to clean up a nation? It starts right here. Clean up your house. If you put that lens back on, you'll stop yelling at your kids the same way. Stop arguing with your spouse the same way. You'll stop being bitter to your boss the same way. Because you go, God, if this is where you want me to be, then I guess I can find great joy in it. Show me how to find great joy in this pain in the butt situation. this stuff making sense today? All right. All right. I love you. Thanks for listening. I think I just went on a rant for myself, but Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this moment where lives will change forever. Not just the rest of the years of our life, but for our eternity. So God, we give you this moment change us. Whatever you put in front of us, Lord, we're going to say yes. We're going to say yes. I want to see what you can do with a life that's reckless abandon for you. So if you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with God, this is your moment. And maybe you've been faking it, maybe you've been in church your whole life, and you still haven't made him the Lord of your life. This is your moment. This is your moment. If that's you here this morning in person or online, I want you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. This is between you and Jesus. Love you, brother. Thanks for doing that. This is all for you, man. Is that anybody else? You're like, that's me. I want the real thing. I've gone to church a long time, but I don't know if I've ever actually made him the Lord of my life. I think that's a few more people in here, whether you want to admit it or not. For those that are watching online, if that's you, you're listening to this, this message was made just for you. Holy Spirit said that he wanted to touch your life today and he didn't want you to be the same tomorrow. So if, whether that's the gentleman who raised his hand in here or the people in here that didn't raise their hand or afraid to or the person watching online, God, pray something like this. God, thank you for giving your son for me. That before the foundations of the earth you thought of me and you knew that I would need a savior so thank you Jesus for being that savior thank you Jesus for dying for me for being put on the cross being humiliated in my place and thank you Jesus for overcoming death and the grave and raising again on the third day so that I know that you are God and I can be with you forever. Jesus, I give my life to you today. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I'm relinquishing control because I want to see what you can really do with a life surrendered to you. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place.
Lift up a shout in this place. Oh, man. Brad, can you take us into the Holy of Holies, dude? Or whoever's singing, I don't know who's singing. Go for it. Oh, stand to your feet and give him some worship, huh? Come on. sometimes in fear, maybe sometimes trembling, but Lord, we want to see you pour it out. The rocks won't have to cry out because we will. We will, Lord, bring revival right here. Right here, Lord. I can almost hear God saying what was going to take years is going to take months because of the faith of the people. As people step up, as people step out in faith, we'll see what should have taken 10 and 15 years happen in only months to a year to two years. Father God, pour it out. Pour it out. We submit our fear to you. We submit our doubts to you. Lord, we submit our, our lack of knowing who we are. We submit it all to your feet this morning. And God, we ask that you replace it with what you intended the whole time. Show us how our circumstances will set others free. Show us how our shortcomings will be the strength of so many others. Father God, use us. We say yes. We say yes. We are not less than when you are with us. We are not less than when you are with us. We are not less than when you are with us. You and Jesus are a majority. Your whole family can be against Jesus, but you and Jesus are a majority. 